Hey guys, how's it going? Great me podcast. Yeah, man, this is episode 18 and it's with Vagrant Real Estate. This is actually um, from his um, album, um, As Much As I Used To. So I thought I'd kind of do something a bit different instead of the usual intro, kind of, you know, play one of his tracks, man. Um, yeah, I had a really good chat with um, Vagrant Real Estate. Um, he's a local hip-hop, R&B and grime producer. And maybe this episode is probably a bit self-indulgent for me because I guess the people who know me know I'm a big hip-hop head. I like other genres of music as well, just by the way. Um, by the way. But yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation, man. We kind of spoke about the state of hip-hop, um, the recent Kanye West stuff. Yeah, just kind of like his process being a music producer in Aberdeen. So yeah, I really enjoyed our chat. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. Yeah, so we'll be back on episode 19, and that'll be with Mood Swings, and that'll be out on the 21st of May. So yeah, in the meantime, I'm just going to let the rest of this wonderful um, cold open, which is Tracks Cold, from um, Vagrant Real Estate's album, as much as I used to. You can check that out on SoundCloud. I'll like, attach a link to the episode description as well. So yeah, I'll catch up with you guys on episode 19. Bye for now. Um, yeah, this is going to be episode, this is episode 18. Um, yeah, got a local producer on this episode, um, very good real estate, um, aka Nick. Yeah. <laughs> but no, thanks Nick for coming on. I know we've been trying to, both of us been trying to arrange this episode yeah. and that finally is here, so I would like, really appreciate yeah. it. I kind of like, um, for the listeners um, listen to the podcast, can you kind of just give them a brief kind of bit of a flavour about who you are and what you do? Uh, so I, I sort of mostly work uh, within sort of like hip hop and R and B production. Yeah. Um, with a sort of like I've sort of dabbled with a bit of like garage and, and sort of like dance productions as well. Right. Um, usually within like hip hop, working with sort of like samples and uh, vinyl records and stuff, but also just sort of creating original compositions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And like, because I was kind of like, I know you sent me on SoundCloud the kind of the album that you released mm-hmm. on there, and you, obviously there's kind of there is like lots of samples and stuff used. I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, actually, it's kind of good to kind of vibe on and chill on for me. It's kind of like a really good kind of mix, and I liked the almost kind of like the instrumental kind of feel for it. Yeah. And like, you know, so I'm going to like do a freestyle over that and stuff. But for you, like, where did that love of that hip hop, RB, garage, grime stuff kind of come from? I think, um, sort of to begin with, at least whilst I was growing up, it was kind of a, a like when I was really starting to get into music, it was the kind of like peak era of all, like, Ja Rule and like Ashanti and stuff yeah, so it was like yeah. that was the big thing on like all the music video yeah. channels and stuff was yeah. that sort of like golden era of like R&B and stuff yeah. and um, the first CD that I forgot was the Eminem show so that oh, sort of okay. gave me oh, a sort of like aspect of like the lyricism yeah. and things in it 
Um, but it's, yeah, kind of a genre that I've always had a lot of interest in. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until I got a, a copy of like the software that I used from a mate at school. Right. I started sort of like playing around with it. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of grew from there, just sort of like working out like how to sort of use it. Um, just going off like YouTube tutorials and things. Oh, aye, aye. So okay. just sort of like uh, pretty much I mean everything is like self-taught and oh, terms okay. of like that. Okay. I did a bit of sort of like guitar lessons. I'm doing piano lessons just now, but oh, in terms yeah. of the software, it's all just like self-taught. So it's kind of like this from the beginning, like this kind of basic little program, and then kind yeah. of just working your way up and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So how have you kind of found that then being obviously it's very unique? Well, I think like it's one thing I thought like in Aberdeen when I first been up there my impression about Aberdeen's kind of community relationship with hip-hop was very much kind of my bit was very ignorant mm -hmm. you know something like um, I don't know this story from like um, Quest Love he said on this Apple podcast and he's talking about like when they first the roots of doing something with Nas and live show yeah. and like in the hip-hop community the roots were when they first kind of came out they kind of looked like oh you guys are kind of soft yeah, but yeah. then like when they started kind of like doing all the percussion and all the music for like Nas's like first album or Mac he was kind of surprised and being like wow yeah. like that's kind of my thing yeah. I've actually I've started to kind of like um, have that kind of like relationship with different people and knowing that they know about oh, Onyx and Wu-Tang and that stuff yeah, kind of yeah, pleasantly surprised yeah. that's kind of my ignorance and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that you know so yeah how's that kind of been like you know in Aberdeen because I, I still kind of see that as an Aberdeen like a kind of a niche thing that people are into hip-hop and stuff and maybe I'm just too old I'm not really in it <laughs> anymore that kind of thing to recognize that no I think it's I mean for a long time it has it's, I mean I think it's, it's true of like the yeah. entire UK where it's very much been like us looking across the pond yeah like what's going on in the States yeah um, and even I remember like I before I got into sort of grime and stuff mm -hmm. it was my brother and my younger brother who used mm -hmm. to listen to it and um, it was all this like the early stuff and I was like why is this yeah. this is like when we were listening we were listening to like Biggie and Tupac and stuff yeah. to like compare that to like Sneak Bow it was yeah. like, and, like, <laughs> you know, like that. I was like what is this this is mad but yeah. he was like on it way before I was and, oh, yeah. um, and then I sort of like came around to it more but just some, from sort of like looking out and, mm -hmm. and seeing what was sort of going on um. I sort of, I, I built up a separate sort of Facebook of just sort of connecting with like artists and stuff yeah. and to sort of get an idea of um of what sort of music's being put out there. And, um, Ransom FA is one of the guys that like I've seen from like a long time. He's been sort of doing it and yeah. just now starting to sort of build up a bit of recognition. Like almost in like at the same time as Grime in the UK rap has kind of sort of taken over. Yeah, I've seen that because they. I think there is a guy from. I can't remember where, um, somewhere in Scotland, I've been on there a few times. Um, Shogun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paisley. Paisley. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I saw like a YouTube video and they were like doing, I think they did something with him as well. Mm -hmm. I think he's kind of like really popping off as well yeah, down yeah. there, kind of like getting that, like Vulcan freestyle went like huge. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and I think the Ransom FA, I've seen some stuff with theirs as well and I kind of started following them. I think that's after you kind of, yeah. it's good that you know, you've kind of done some, like you produce some stuff. Yeah, I produced one of his tracks yeah. um, from a while back, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, the scene there, it's kind of like, you see, okay, even that kind of grime scene, you kind of see that kind of international now as well. Mm -hmm. But then I think like, you know, for you getting involved with like the producing aspect, how does that kind of, how do you kind of get out there, connect with people and be like, okay, this is what I do. Is it kind of a simple like Instagram message or that kind of Facebook kind of message or you might know someone who knows that person? Yeah, sort of like it, to begin with, I kind of built up um, on SoundCloud some like private playlists of yeah. work um, uh -huh. so I could sort of reach out to people and, yeah. uh, and, and sort of like show them a mm -hmm. portfolio almost yeah. of the work. 
and then yeah, it was kind of just sort of reaching out to people through through Twitter yeah. or um, coming across on like Instagram and stuff. And uh, mm. one of the guys that I produced for, I've been producing for for a while, who's yeah. from New York actually, and um, reached out to him just because he put up a thing on like Twitter, looking like looking for instrumentals. Um, so like every couple of days, I normally sort of go through and just like search like the keywords about looking for instrumentals. Oh, whatever. okay, okay. Go through and see these people on the yeah. and sort of like check them out. Yeah. And uh, and reach out and communicate with mm-hmm. them. I think like Twitter is a really underrated platform for things like that. Okay. Because it kind of gives you that almost direct um connection with um, right. with like artists and stuff. Yeah, I kind of think like it's almost like you know when the Twitter thing first came about. It's kind of like when people kind of that oh surprise somebody yeah. that in a celebrity sphere kind of kind of connected and stuff like that. But from what you're saying, actually, any kind of like, not like kind of like the financial revenue, but any kind of chat, anything that's been really from the Twitter thing, yeah, mainly. Okay. Yeah, mostly. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mostly mostly use uh, Twitter as a as a hub to sort of keep up with everything that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just sort of like mostly in like networking and stuff through there. Okay. Okay. And do you find yourself kind of like being based in Aberdeen? Do you get the opportunity to kind of go a bit down to England and other places, kind of like promote yourself and stuff like that? Yeah, it's one thing like I'm trying to sort of focus on. Um, just now I'm going through to London in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to there's a guy coming over from uh, from the states that we'll probably get in the studio with. Right. Um, and there's a guy called uh, Mayday from Birmingham as well who right. is coming through to Glasgow. Okay. Soon. Um, so I was going to offer that make up with him, but yeah, yeah. it it can be a bit slightly frustrating up here when it is a bit sort of isolated yeah um but you just gotta, gotta make it work yeah and was you have you been a part of those kind of like things of like promoting those hip hip hop nights in Aberdeen and stuff and we used to I used to promote and um, some nights we did like sort of like hip hop R&B DJ yeah. night um, which we did run in, in town mm-hmm. but it's yeah I guess like it's, it's sort of hard when you're competing with big clubs oh, as okay. well um, and we used to sort of go up and put we sort of get posters printed off, mm-hmm. um, and when we first did it, we were just operating out of like seller thirty five, which yeah. I think was like it's like vulture thing, just okay. something something different now. Yeah. Um, but it was very much just sort of like covering costs and just like putting it on as sort of like a, a fun thing for you and your yeah, mates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Almost like it was yeah. like a, like a start of the night out, even yeah. really, just like, um, but we would sort of get the posters made up and put them up around town, and some of the other. Like the clubs in town would like take the posters down. I put up their so big, around, big yeah, posters, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things up. Right. When it's like we're not even half time, not even really competing with them because we were yeah. finishing at like we would do like nine till one. Oh, okay, yeah, like so you're not yeah, even really, like, yeah, the later time to like back of three and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like the, the DJing aspect of it is something that I, I do in, enjoy doing. Um, I sort of like put out a couple of mixes and got a couple uh, guest sort of like spots on on radio and things, but. I think for the most part it's the you know, the production thing that most sort of interests me. Yeah, yeah. Like I prefer like the actual sort of making of it. Oh, okay. All right. So that that whole kind of process as well, yeah. like as well. So, um, yeah. So like going back to kind of the early like kind of influence and stuff. Like for me, I was born in eighty one, so the nineties was kind of like the big hip hop mm. era and stuff. Like actually, my best friend Ian, he kind of put me on to like Wu Tang, First Six Chambers and stuff yeah. like kind of like because. I've come from like my like Caribbean background, mm-hmm. so we kind of influenced by like love is rock, reggae, yeah, and that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. and like dancehall. Then my friends more yeah, hip hop yeah. head is gonna put me onto that, and he put me onto like Black Sheep and stuff, and Laws of the Underground, mm-hmm. all these kind of people. And stuff. Yeah, so yeah. my kind of 
perception of like the hip hop now and I was like that stupid thing of like comparing it to yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. this was the best generation, you know, <laughs> totally, like, totally. stuff like that. So for you, like growing up, how did that kind of actually just become like a thing for you to say, ah, oh, do you know what, this is my, I can vibe with this music, this relates to me. Where did that love for hip hop and like R&B come from? I think like it was, I, I, I've always kind of had a, an interest in, I think English and the way that words and stuff can be put together. Yeah. Um, so for to begin with, it kind of really attracted me the the lyricism of it, mm-hmm. um, and just like I used to like just go out and buy the CDs and sit with like the lyric books and stuff and see how it all go together and things, um, and then it all it sort of like spread from there. So like in the like liner notes of a CD, the artists that they gave thanks to, I'd go and like check that mm-hmm. and see what happened there. And I think definitely like the internet played like a huge part because you were able to sort of sit and discover everything without yeah. necessarily having like the like the HMV having to have the CD and yeah. you know like you can yeah. just go out and, and, and find things mm-hmm. um, and then definitely as I sort of I got older and um, I, I started to sort of like really admire the, like the production like in the what was going on behind it um, especially the sort of like repurposing of, of samples and things um, so to begin with it was sort of like uh, I think Kanye mm-hmm. was probably a big um, influence which might be a bit contentious currently. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we'll get back, we'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> um, and then people like Ninth Wonder, um, oh. Just Blaze, Jay Dilla, obviously, yeah. um, goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just sort of, um, even I, I did film at uh, uni. Um, I graduated from Grays two oh. years ago. Um, and my practice in, in that was very much sort of taking source material and like reordering it and how you can sort of play with narrative and stuff. So it's, I think that's something that's always been of interest to me is sort of like recontextualization. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And like, you know, you mentioned some really great producers mm-hmm. kind of there and obviously someone, I was kind of like, I was gonna, I know, I'm, I definitely knew would definitely touch on Kanye yeah. a bit as well. I think like, he's obviously going through stuff still, yeah. you know, like for me, like, I cannot knock him for being an amazing producer. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, the College Dropout album, that kind of changed a lot within mm. like hip-hop as well. But, yeah. You know, that's when that kind of came out and it, all these kind of, all the songs and the album were kind of hits and stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but seeing where he's at just now, does that kind of make you think about like, kind of the perils of celebrity and fame and, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, like, definitely. And, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I, I really admire the sort of, like, Kardashian brand. And I yeah. think it's what they've managed to do is very impressive yeah. in, in sort of building up the empire. But I think... That's definitely had an impact on his sort of like where he is at now because yeah. I think being in that environment mm-hmm. where everything is opened up yeah. onto the sort of like yeah, the, yeah. The, to the media yeah. and when you're in that bubble, you it's so removed from reality. I think it can be yeah. difficult. I think it could be difficult for you to sort of like keep a level head mm-hmm. in it, especially when. He was all already of a certain position where he was like believed in his own greatness and stuff, and like yeah. rightfully so. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's like like you said, like, I I've not I've known so many people and defended him to so many people who mm. only see the sort of like the media yeah. aspects of him, yeah. um, and they're like he's a you know he's an idiot he's an idiot. Yeah. But I think you can't dispute his impact on the, like the music. Every there was like a good like four or five album runs he changed everything as he went like that. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't eight oh eight you wouldn't have like Drake at the top now. Oh yeah, that and kind of things. like kind of like I don't know oh, I don't know how to describe it with the Drake kind of stuff because when, when Drake first came out it's kinda of like from going from singing to rapping. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people that I kinda of grew up with was like, oh like 
yeah. What the fuck is he doing? He was a joke. Like, yeah, it was. was like, he was like the bottom of the joke. Yeah. And he managed to kind of like pivot around. Yeah. And because, yeah, because before it was kind of like, it was like soft. Yeah. Like, to be like singing. And yeah. Stuff. But now, like, US hip hop is like predominantly melody. Yeah. Than, like bars, really. It's just. Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's definitely kind of took that kind of dynamic yeah. kind of change. And so, yeah, like for someone like, you know, Kanye, I do kind of like sing out. It's almost kind of like, I, was, I kind of remember saying on this and this, and I was kind of taking a piss out of him putting share of some stuff <laughs> and that. But it's just kind of like, oh, someone from Chicago, like some of these people need to actually come and do like an intervention or something. Yeah. Because you see where it's kind of going. I know he's talking about free thought and definitely, yeah, you can have free thought, but when it doesn't make sense and it's not even researched and yeah, stuff like exactly. that, yeah. you're thinking like, well, just kind of get yourself right. But I heard he's got like, what, 20-something albums coming out or something? But, something like, yeah. But he's producing, he's producing Nas's new album. He's yeah. got an album out. He's producing Pusha T yeah, as well, yeah. his album. So it's got like, people's going to ask for publicity, but even if he's doing that for publicity, that's dangerous. Still, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, for his voice. Like, yeah. you can't be playing like that. Just yeah. And just to create blind outrage to get your headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, for yourself, like you know, we did touch on about being in Aberdeen it is quite isolated. I think a lot of people had on the podcast talk about creativity from artists or independent business owners and stuff, and actually getting the kind of word out there stuff about you know, you know what you're doing. So is it like um, you got you're on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. using Twitter as well, yeah. Facebook and stuff like that, and like like say you know, you're not doing like the hip hop kind of nights anymore. And no. Stuff. Yeah. So do you find that? Do you think that there is a kind of a window for people, like, I guess you must be having people coming to you now a bit. There's mm-hmm. a bit of a positive reputation yeah, there yeah. as well. So, like, it's not like you have to keep on travelling or going yeah, out. Or actually, yeah, yeah, bit, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think putting the album out at the end of last year, Death, like, really helped yeah. um, in terms of like, my profile. So, like, yeah. it got far more of a sort of, like, it had so much more of an impact than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, just like having that sort of like body of work actually out that can kind of people come across it without me necessarily having to sort of like push it. Yeah. Whatever has has um brought in a lot more sort of like people coming in and uh, and looking to work and stuff. Cool. Um but yeah, I think there's absolutely um a sort of like window for it mm-hmm. here. There was um the guy again that uh, this guy Collins who works with Ransom FA, mm-hmm. uh, used to do that Ransom Free Media, you know, does like Bayou Media. Mm-hmm. Um he's doing like a lot of work up here. Um, in the in the same sort of vein as like GRM Daily or like SBTV with yeah. Dean South, um, and creating like really high quality sort of like videos and stuff, yeah. which just shows like it can it can be sort of like done up here. I just think yeah. it'll take one or two things. I think like the like the, to go back to the sh- the show Shogun Vulcan track. That's yeah. like a really good example of like like just like sort of like breakthrough thing. Yeah. Um, that sort of makes people sort of take notice. Mm-hmm. I saw a funny thing. That I think he put up on Instagram the other day was he'd shared a video of um, these guys in the States doing a sort of reaction video to his... Like, oh, yeah, I see a lot of them as well, and they're like, oh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, like, the guys thought that he was the guy's mate until he started spitting. Oh. And they're like, oh, actually, it's <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think it just, it, it'll take that sort of a couple, or, like, even just the one artist to sort of, like, yeah. break, break through and, and yeah. then take notice. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think, like, it's kind of, I think it's good, like... Um, and you get an artist in Scotland or anywhere in the UK and everyone's got something else to kind of, something important to say. And I was kind of thought of this thing was like how like hip-hop and stuff does kind of contradict itself on many mm. levels, you know, you think about it. Like, you know, I think like when someone thinks about a rapper and something's like, oh, that gangster rapper and all that kind of shit, it's just kind of like, well, not every single rapper is actually from 
yeah. deprived area Absolutely, and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that's what's kind of like, it came like, there's been a point of when the hip hop when it first started, it came from a music I kind of feel like of a struggle, of a shit situation yeah. that kind of like, you know, but she you know, kind of starting like in, like, you know, in New York and stuff. And yeah. that, how that kind of started, was it um, Herc? I think it was DJ Cool Man, yeah, I think yeah. it was, and he's from the kind of background of the Jamaican things, and the sound system kind of yeah, stuff. And yeah. How that, all that stuff kind of developed, and how it kind of came from a bit of like, not like just from poverty, but from hardship and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we've gone completely left field now, we've gone mm-hmm. to like popping champagne and stuff like yeah. that. I don't think it's that much, as much as it was before, like probably late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's just kind of simmered down a bit mm-hmm. to me, I don't know. But it seems like, you know, hip hop for me, I don't know if you agree, it does kind of contradict itself yeah. as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, like we like touched on that, I think it's, it's like the music is symptomatic of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a, a lot of this sort of like backlash of, and the same could be said for, for crime as well, when yeah. it comes out and people dismiss it because of the, like, the violence or like what it's depicting, but it's, they're only talking about like the existence that they're living in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, definitely, it had sort of it had come from people talking about the hardships and stuff to, mm-hmm. um, to then, like, to wealth and, and yeah. sort of having more money than the person. Yeah, you know, that I, I blame Puff Daddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sign me shoots. But you know, it, 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 and you kind of see, obviously, those people um, do well and kind of get the thing like, you know, kind of like hip-hop moguls, like, you know, Dre kind of, mm-hmm. you know, selling, like, you know, the beats and stuff and that. Yeah, yeah. Become the first kind of, like, billionaire kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. hip-hop kind of producer and stuff like that. And regardless of the kind of money, I'm guessing for you, you'd want to kind of get onto that kind of level or one day every kind of producer. <laughs> and like, that kind of yeah, top thing where people are like, oh, it comes to me for a beat and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, obviously, yeah, mm. to some level that would always be um, good. And yeah. there's the, especially an element of it where there's, like, for example, like the latest Drake single, mm. um, this produced by Go Murder Beats, mm. and it's just like a like a looped up Lauren Hill. Yeah, and I saw that she kind of um, yeah, did she, like, that as well. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you listen to it, and it's like, oh, like, you know, this, this is sick. And yeah. But then there's an element of you that's like, I could literally make this in my room right yeah. now. It's just the fact that because he's got that connection, Chilling, like, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. can just you know to get in with these people. I think definitely more and more now that like production is becoming more respected, yeah. um, especially within like the states and stuff. It's people like sort of like Metro Boomer and, and like um, all these people who are who are really driving the, yeah. the sort of like sound of the music because mm-hmm. it's so much more focused on the melody. They have all these like little bills that are like not actually sort of really do anything but yeah. it's you know there's the, the placeholder verses that just are there to, to be on the beat like it doesn't um yeah like it, the, that shows sort of like there isn't as much of a focus on the the rapper as there is on the sort of overall yeah music I, think, I think i've definitely like, noticed that from america definitely like you know you like likes like um dj kind of Khaled and like dj yeah. premier like they're like almost like their own entity themselves they're almost yeah, like yeah, you totally. know I think in the UK or maybe in Europe it's kind of more or less like oh the producer you heard of but you never see them yeah yeah totally. kind of thing you know it's almost like it's coming like full circle back to like before where it was mm-hmm. the MC was there just to sort of like be the like the high man to yeah, the DJ yeah so that's why you have like there was always the DJ first like Jazzy Jeff mm-hmm. Fresh Prince Eric B and Rakeem yeah and then sort of they came more with more focus being on the MC and now yeah. it's almost coming back around to being more yeah. focused on the producer and yeah they're getting a lot more sort of like shine all these platforms like Rap Genies and stuff and um, Mass Appeal are doing like 
these like breakdowns so they, they get the producers in to sort of like show how they put the beat together yeah. and things and I think as well because it's again like the having the internet and because you can now have an entire mixing desk just on your laptop yeah. you don't have to be in these places yeah the, like some of the stuff that I've done I would never have been able to do like 20 years ago just because, yeah, like, because yeah. the internet has allowed you yeah. to set up these connections yeah. and um, I definitely I think so like, in terms of like recording like even like this like what yeah. I got here it's like a laptop and a mic yeah yeah I like I was like probably remarked it in previous podcast to someone saying like yeah I wouldn't be able to do that like 10 years ago yeah so I think like you know for you at home so what are you kind of using when you're producing now just um, well, when, I, when I started off I just had um like little so nice little like standard like, like 200 pound laptop right. and, and the program and I had these like terrible speakers from like Argos oh, yeah. that used to just like rattle if it was like the bass like got like, yeah. setting up and the laptop I'd have to like sit and I was like prop it up so there was air underneath it otherwise it would overheat yeah, yeah. Um, so then I like saved up and got a sort of like a bit more like higher spec laptop and um, got an Akai um, MPC um, just to be able to start like sort of traveling and things and um, my granddad gave me uh, he, he bought one of these like, uh, like a, a, a sort of turntable but it had a like a USB connection so you could convert oh, records right. on it. Right. Um, so he basically like got this so that he could convert all of his mm. collection and then um, he like gifted it to me when he no longer had use for it. Right. So then it meant that I could be going out and, and getting records in, in town mm-hmm. um, and like putting them on. And then I sort of like, just like slowly built it up um, to like say I got a sort of a proper like keyboard and, um, and some like proper speakers and stuff yeah. and just sort of, and yeah, like steadily built it up from there. But I mean, you can, you can always make things like work for you like okay, people yeah. do you know like I, I'm sure I think um, the beat for Paris was done uh, by like Jay-Z and Kanye was done just like on a laptop on the same software that I use which oh, is like okay. a very entry, yeah. entry level software because it's easy to use Yeah. so there's a lot of like elitism on the equipment and stuff it doesn't really matter okay. because you can still make it like happen Yeah. I remember um, I think this is sort of in a, in a different lane but it's a um, Kind of like dubstep um, mm-hmm. British um, artist called Burial, mm-hmm. who um, released like a really seminal album called Untr- Untrue, and like a lot of the drum sounds in that were just from like, um, like PS Two game like sound packs and things, <laughs> and like he used like a really rudimentary sound sort yeah. of um, uh, what's it uh, digital audio workstation, um, but yeah, and it's it's sort of like held up even now. I think oh, it's yeah. now like 10, 10 years old and. Um, yeah, people, it's still like a huge influence on lots of people. So yeah. it's just yeah. it's like what you do with it rather than what you have, I think. Yeah, and I guess it's how it's kind of actually marketed as well. Yeah, as, you know, yeah, 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 totally. yeah. So like, um, you produce for um, the guy in America, for his name? Yeah, Reno. Reno, yeah. yeah. How did that come about? Um, so he was the, the guy that I just I reached out through yeah. uh, on Twitter. Right. Um, and I sort of had uh, sort of a, a pack of beats that I'd sent mm-hmm. um, through. And he sort of like picked out a couple that he liked, and then mm-hmm. um, we were working back and forth on um, a track. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about two years in the making. Um, and uh, eventually, like, so, so he sort of like did his verses and stuff, and I um, sort of like, I went in and edited and changed the beat a bit. And then he got a, a singer called Susan Carroll, um, who's from Atlanta, I think. Um, so she came on it, and then they shot the video in LA mm-hmm. for it. Um, and it eventually, I think it came out last year right. um, was the year before but yeah. but yeah it was like mental to sort of see see that grow from like something that I had just conversation sort of, yeah yeah just yeah. like literally, and yeah it was literally just a tweet like yeah. me reaching out to him and being like yo we've got some um, 
some music to play if you're if you're looking for mm-hmm. um, for bits. And uh, we've like he's got an EP coming out. Um, that I produce another track for, and then we'll hopefully get some stuff recorded in the next two weeks as well. Okay. okay. Kind of what I'm working on just now is like um, like packs to take down. Oh. Um, to get that sort of done, but. So from doing that, um, has that led to more kind of potential work with US artists or UK artists? Um, I definitely within like sort of like UK artists and stuff. I think um, because I got I got sort of the video was premiered on Hot New Hip Hop, which mm-hmm. got a lot of sort of um, interest and traction then. Um, so yeah, there was like more. I made some more sort of like sales and releases off the back of that. Um, but then that was I think that's what kind of like spurred me to then put out the the tape that I put out. Yeah. So it was kind of just like sort of showcase of what I can do and um, and yeah, just like sort of to actually sort of put out a body work rather than just sitting on. So I'm, I'm so bad for just like sitting on heaps and heaps of instruments right. and, and so yeah, it was to, to try and sort of eventually get some stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, because I think like. Um Someone that I'm a big fan of was like um Steve Lacey, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah. And he's actually processed that. There's a video, I think there's a video on YouTube. He's talking about the kind of process of using Garage Band on his. Yeah, it's just his phone. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind of like, and he kind of kind of his, his own genre of music called Net Plaid, and I love that. I don't know. I was thinking like he just, it's kind of like the evolution or the transitions of actually hip hop is it hip hop a bit of r&b mm-hmm. but it just kind of fits so well yeah, you know totally. but i do have my gripes about people say like the mumble rap and stuff and i'm not really kind of a big fan of Migos and stuff like yeah, that yeah. i don't know it's just, that's just me and stuff like yeah. that you know and you see that obviously the landscape of it considerably changing kind of a lot but i guess a part of your job and what you do is kind of shifting with that as well yeah yeah, yeah it's i suppose it's it's the sort of like treading the line between mm-hmm. keeping an eye on what is like happening and stuff, but you don't want to be too influenced by it, I suppose, yeah, in a way. Because yeah, yeah. it still has to come from a sort of like, a, mm-hmm. a place of originality, mm-hmm. which is, I suppose, very ironic when you're working in sampling and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, I'm, cause I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the biggest fan of like Migos and stuff either. Yeah. Um, but to go back to what you said about the market, I can mm-hmm. see how they are very like remarkable because they're almost like characters, the three of them. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Like me, they're larger than life. Yeah. And um, that sort of triplet flow, I can see like it lends itself very easily yeah. to, to pop and, and yeah. things like that. So. No, I thought they were really good in the first series of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing play, play Mexicans. Yeah, like, yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah, because like, I think that like, even that people like, you know, Donald Glover as well, like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to say he's going to put that childish Gambino to rest or something. Yeah. As well. It's kind of maybe just being Donald Glover. But like, that album as well, like, his album. And I've heard his, like, his previous albums as well. Mm-hmm. But this one was kind of like, almost kind of felt like a bit of like an old school mix of music that my mum and like her siblings yeah. would just listen, listen to mm-hmm. and it has kind of brought that to the next generation as well so yeah. I think like listening to like you having that side on SoundCloud there's well some really kind of samples of like I have not I don't know where that's from and stuff mm-hmm. so where are you getting your records from and stuff from your samples and most of the time it was um, I, I get a lot of stuff from there's a place called uh, Northeast Records right. in uh, the market in town, there's a guy called like Bob that works there, and um, he used to have a spot on Union Street, mm-hmm. um, and then they moved in there, and yeah. he's got like new stuff coming in all the time, and uh, he does a sort of um, like an email newsletter of just like things that like update, and so mm-hmm. I normally go through there and, and pick stuff up, and um, through there, yeah, and then to, to to begin with it was like a mixture of I got a, like my dad used to be a DJ, oh. so I got like I basically just raided the loft when I still lived there yeah. like, to go yeah. the records there. Oh, hey. Um, and then like got my mom's ones as well and mm-hmm. um and even just on like eBay and stuff you yeah. can get like 
you just get a box, like a blind box of records yeah. for like not that much. Yeah. And just order and then just work with with um uh, to go off that. Like to go back to, to Kanye, I remember reading that I think for college dropout it was he got like a crate of records yeah. from his girlfriend at the time's dad or, right. or granddad or something. Mm-hmm. Um and like all the records that were like, sampled like, from that, like wow. he just sort of used that um, right. thing. So yeah, it's just gonna sort of trying to draw from from everything like yeah. There's tracks on there that like this D'Angelo sample, so it's also yeah. looking more like modern, more modern than, for example, like mm-hmm. old, like seventy sixties records, and then, but then and like taking in new elements as well. So there's like Jack and Victor from like, Still Game, and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, just trying to sort of like create a narrative and, and blending all these pieces together to mm-hmm. to do something else. Yeah, yeah. no, that sounds really good. So like, besides like you kind of producing have you kind of connected with any other producers now being kind of doing a similar thing to you or completely different not like so much in Aberdeen yeah. there's not really that many right. sort of like things like going on like that like producers the only other sort of like producers that I would who I, I, I would like look at and stuff like locally there's um, a guy called like Polonis um, in Glasgow and he works on like grime and stuff right. but um, he produced a track for Shogun and FA okay. uh, called Wake Up that sampled that All I Have by LL Cool J and oh, Jennifer yeah, yeah. but like chopped it up and like made it into this really really like different oh. sort of like nice groove yeah. um, and then there's also a guy called um, Fida who's based in Dundee mm-hmm. um, who he, he put out like a sort of lo-fi like hip hop tape around the same time that I did mm-hmm. um, and we sort of like um, connected and we're like working on music just now and hopefully going to put out some like collaborative thing there. Oh, okay. But he was, I mean, he was probably the first person that I came across who was like, I was like, oh, there is other people doing yeah. this, like, yeah, yeah, and like, and doing it well yeah. as well. Like, yeah. I think like, sometimes it is like sifting through, like, this sort of like, the, to find sort of the, the, the decent, yeah. like, some people who are like really, mm-hmm. like, makes you sort of like notice and be like, all right, okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. you need to like look into this. Yeah. So you said that, yeah, was it, it's like two bubbles you have? Um, uh, one young boy yeah, as well, yeah, so yeah, you kind of influenced him a bit. Then yeah, like, yeah, I'm on that. I'm on the grind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nah, because uh, even like we, uh, we used to share a room, go right. out, and like we get on so well now. Yeah. But even it was down to the, like I would listen to to two back and you was the biggie. It was like right. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he would listen to I can't remember the name of the artist, but it was like um, we speak in slang like this, and it's like what do you call it? And I was like, yeah. what is this? Like that was it seemed like so mad to me and yeah and uh but yeah it, it's it's like totally sort of come on so much more now and, yeah. and now we will we'll send sort of like tracks back and forth and oh, okay things we're listening to yeah so. yeah so um like you know like you said you've produced some grime yeah stuff, yeah as well and you're looking to do more of that as well yeah, besides yeah. like the hip-hop mm. yeah okay like, i'd I sort of try and stay active and um, with that as well there's um I think the probably the biggest one I did was I produced a track for like Nole, mm. um, who's who did a sort of like a lot of the old, um, she was like from the sort of like first wave of like grams and stuff. Yeah. Did a lot of like radio sets with like Skeptan yeah, and Gex yeah, and yeah. stuff. And um, um, that again was through Twitter, like right. just sort of like reaching out to her and, and sending her a track. And the funniest thing was like the beat that she picked was one I'd written like two three years or something right. like previously. Okay. So sometimes it is just like getting that right sort of like track to the right person yeah and, yeah um yeah and like finding the, the connection and stuff and yeah but yeah it's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to to stay in one lane too much okay like, i like the sort of you know able to sort of play around and not be too sort of like mm. pigeonholed into one sort yeah. of section 
And what about the kind of R&B stuff? Because like now, I used to kind of like the kind of R&B stuff. Yeah. Like, but now I kind of look back on it and it's really kind of like, oh, it's a bit cheesy. Yeah, some of that so stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it like, um, I think it was like um, the Puff Daddy. Was it 112? No, it was a group that Puff Daddy produces three guys. But this is like really old school, nice yeah. hip-hop kind of stuff. It was always kind of, it was always like, from a bird angle, it was always a freeze. Yeah, it was like yeah. people freeze. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, it's just random, man. But yeah, it's just kind of like, how do you kind of find out, because I'm not been in tune with like hip-hop, Mike, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not hip-hop, sorry, R&B, yeah. for a long time. That's from like me, like the mid to late 90s kind mm-hmm. of thing. I've kind of dropped out of that a bit. So yeah. what's the kind of landscape of the R&B just now? What's it? Uh, like, well, I think a lot of it now mm-hmm. is kind of, um, being promoted, like there's a lot of like UK artists that are yeah. kind of drawn from like Bashman and R and B and like Afrobeat and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a very sort of British sound that's coming out just now. Okay. And a lot of people, like people like Jay Huss and stuff who are kind of like pioneers of it. Mm. I think that's kind of like the most sort of modern representation of like R and B at least. Um that's like as sort of like popular. I mean you've also yeah. there's artists like um her and stuff as well who are a far more um, classic version of R&B yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, I, I did a remix of Jodeci. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. Which yeah, another like I was such a cheesy. It's like that cry for you. And it's like the video was them out in the desert and they're yeah. like picking up the apples of hands. Yeah. Guy playing piano just in the middle of like June. It's like what are you yeah. doing? All white suits. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. <laughs> just like, but did you know what, like it's kind of funny like, to speak about that because like. Back in the day when I was growing up, that was just kind of like, you wouldn't think, I don't know, it was just like, you know, it's just like, oh, that's just like, do you want to see? Oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you look back and you're thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, 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 like a well, you can look back at that and be like, that's like a comedy sketch, a bit, yeah, you know? Well, well. Yeah, it's like, it's but I know, but cool. also, like, they, like, if, if nobody, is anyone listening to this and you ever heard of Joe to see, check them out or watch their videos and you'll be in stitches. Yeah. Like, no, so they've got talented guys, but, you yeah, know, yeah. I think like, they do stuff as well. I saw, like, a couple of years ago, it was in London, saw, like, a poster, and it's, like, all the kind of, like, 90s R&B greats. Mm-hmm. You had, like, um, Joe to see, like, Genuine. Yeah. God, so I have a few people. Like, um, what's the one of the, uh, the guy again, Fong Song? What's that group again? I forgot his name. No, my name, my mind's gone blank. But um, that group as well, um, all kind of doing a big thing in that, that yeah. like two week kind of thing. <laughs> no? I think there's a big market for the nostalgia. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. And um, just now. As it's Cisco, sorry. It's oh, Cisco. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, there is a kind of like bit because with that generation now, people go, oh, yeah, I love that, that kind of nostalgia. But yeah, um, so it seems like for you, you're kind of keeping yourself like very busy then. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. try and stay as, as busy as possible, and mm-hmm. um, I'm always trying to sort of like work on things and yeah. and uh, and get like more sort of like work out there. Right. Um, I'm working on like another instrumental tape mm-hmm. just now, and then um, potentially like a vocal sort of thing as well. I did a like a an Eminem show remix yeah. and tape where I just took like the acapellas and produced sort of like new instruments for it. Oh, um, so I think I'll do something like that with yeah. like another artist and uh, okay. Um, yeah, just to sort of, because it, it sort of helps with um, sort of like then selling more like leases and stuff. And mm-hmm. I've got like examples of like how, like, it's like this is what this sounds with like a, with a vocal on it. Like, yeah. And you sort of use it as an example for, yeah. for artists to identify leads. Cool. And I guess for people um, listening to this, where can they kind of follow you and also like find your like music and stuff? Or 
And so the album that I put out is on, it should be on pretty much every streaming platforms. It's on like Spotify, um, Tidal, like Apple Music, it's on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called As Much As I Used To. Um, it is like, it's available on iTunes, but you can get download it with like pay whatever you want on Bandcamp. Um, and then also on, like on, on SoundCloud and stuff. And then um, on sort of social media, like Vagrant Producer on Twitter and Vagrant Real Estate on Instagram. Those right. are the two that I sort of mainly use. Yeah, yeah. No, no, man. Thanks for coming on, man. We yeah, enjoyed yeah, it as well, man. It's like I'm sure I'll definitely get you on again at some point yeah, as well, man. Yeah, like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But no, I appreciate you coming on. Finally, we get into actually face to face and stuff. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that chat, man. And you no, know, all good luck to all the success as well, yeah, man. Thank you, man. As well, so I'm looking forward to listening out for more stuff. But no, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you, Reagan Real Estate, aka Nick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for coming on the Paper Podcast episode eighteen. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll catch up with you guys soon. Take care for now. Bye.